Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. It is a Monday morning, August 28th as I'm recording this, and I have an interesting topic for you today. We're going to talk about whether or not your food that you're eating is actually, truly, really food. I know, weird concept, right? Let's dive in. Hi there, my name is Danny Phillips. I'm Ian Coyer. I'm Scott LeBlanc. And this is TTG Radio. The three of us are business partners at a sports performance gym in Northwest Louisiana. And together, we are bridging the gap between the worlds of nutrition, personal training, and physical therapy. Now, if you know us, you might call us a perfect storm. We bring a whole lot of energy to the table that's mixed in with a dash of nerdiness. Rib position of the bottom ribs and the bucket handle ribs, which I wish I could grab my little skeleton guy and bring over here. A pinch of science. I thought the cartilage like the Wow. And a big old spoonful of straight up goofy. I wouldn't say a lifesaver. Not a lifesaver. Right. It's I been was a... your first lifesaver. That's fair. The bottom line is this. We're here to share where science meets practical application a.k.a. reality. Life is hard, but there is a way to live it pain-free and enjoy your health while also having a gourmet cup of coffee or a glass of wine. We're sharing what we've learned along the way with our own trial and error and how we're making progress with ourselves and clients in real time. Are you ready for this ride? Let's go! Welcome to... Welcome... Welcome... To TTG Radio. Hey guys, welcome back. My name is Danny. Welcome to the show if you're new. Welcome back if you're not. We've got a, or I, I'm hosting a solo episode today. Ian and Scott are working with a physical therapy patient and client who needed some last minute adjusting. So today I'm going to talk about a book that I've been reading, which is a recommendation from Ian Coyer and Shahina Coyer. Thank you guys so much for this recommendation. This is fascinating. Before I dive into that, I'm working through a little bit of a cold or some allergies or something. And if you're watching this video and you see that my eye has some cuts on it, um, the first question I've been asked all weekend is, oh my God, what happened to your eye? Well, one of our trainers, Tristan Banco, competed in the annual Wad Gods CrossFit competition. So a bunch of us went out to support him on the swimming portion and a couple other things. And we had these giant like poster boards of his face made to kind of embarrass him a little bit, but also just to show our support and have some fun with it. And somehow or another, when I was sitting down with it, I went to stand up and I slammed it right into my eye and cut my eye open. And it's right along some scarring that I've had there from some previous surgeries. And uh, it just, it looks worse than it is, but that's what's going on. So if you're wondering why I look like I'm beat up, that is why. Anyway, moving on, just had to share that. Oh, and really the most important part here is Tristan and his partner in the cross competition, they won, they won the whole thing. So super big congrats to him. He's been on this podcast before. So go check out his episode. Super proud of him. He's exhausted. If you see him this week and you're a client, please congratulate him. He kicked butt and, uh, and he swam like a fish. <laughs> so... All right, the book we're talking about today is called Ultra Processed People, The Science Behind Food That Isn't Food. I bought the audiobook first and then decided it was so good. I'm not finished with it yet, but I was like, I have to use this as a reference guide for my nutrition clients. And this is, so I bought the real book too. This is not a new concept in terms of we have taught this as a part of our coaching 
for years of we've got to focus on whole foods, less processed foods. But this book takes it to a whole nother level. And when you listen to some of these chapters or read through it, it's really going to make you rethink what you purchase, why you purchase it, and how that food affects you. They really have a lot of science-based information in here, a lot of research focused on why or how rather obesity is linked to ultra processed food. And just to give you a quick um, idea of what ultra processed food is, one of their definitions in here is any type of food that is wrapped in plastic and has at least one ingredient that you wouldn't find in your typical kitchen. Um, Another definition that they mentioned is like any food item that contains more than five ingredients. That being said, there could be a food item that contains five whole food ingredients, but humans are not meant to eat a lot of raw foods. There's a few, you know, like some berries and some nuts, things like that. But for the most part, our digestive system cannot handle a lot of raw ingredients in the ways that other animals can. So even if we're eating a whole food, you know, We have to process rice to make it rice. We have to process flour to make it flour and do something with it. We're not just going to eat a handful of flour. So those types of foods are really still very good for us. Um, And I'm totally generalizing. I definitely understand that there are certain things that work well for some people and don't work well for others. I'm not talking about that here. But in general, we eat a lot of processed packaged foods. And I wanted to share an example of a little bit of research that I did over the weekend of what you might want to consider starting to look for in your foods, in your packaging, in your ingredients, and how you can start to shift to less processed foods. It's going to take some time and some research on your part. There's no doubt about that. And unfortunately, it's more than likely going to be more expensive. I I don't know how to explain it any other way, but unfortunately, putting a lot of fillers and preservatives and things like that into our foods makes it cheaper to mass produce and extend the shelf life on it. So that's also why a lot of poverty is linked with obesity. It is because you're purchasing, those people are purchasing cheaper foods because that's what's in their budget and that's what is available to them. So, um, Uh, This is not a problem I'm committing to solve. I would love to, but I think the initial thing I can do is share this information with you. And I've gotten some good feedback on maybe starting to do a weekly Instagram post that is something like eat this, not that, and sharing some pictures of a highly processed or ultra processed food, a UPF food, and then sharing an option that is slightly less processed, maybe one that has less ingredients or more whole food ingredients, um, and and trying to share the pricing on that too. Um, I don't know how to get around paying more for whole foods. I just don't. So when I, if, when, and if I figure that out, I'll try to share it with you Um, or where, you know, where you can purchase those things that are a fair, you know, financial swap. So, Let's just dive right in to, um, let's see, I had looked up a food item that one of my clients tracked last week out of curiosity. It's just the first one I looked up. It was a fat-free cottage cheese from Kroger. So you might look at this and say, oh, like it's just cottage cheese. It's super healthy. The health claim on it, you recognize 13 grams of protein per serving. So a lot of the health claims and things on these UPF foods are targeting, you know, bringing our minds around to like, what, what are we trying to highlight here? Not necessarily what is in this food item. So I'm going to read off 
the ingredient list here. And I just want you to like mentally keep track of how many items are in your mind whole foods and how many items are you don't know what they are. Then I'm going to explain what some of these items are just to give you a better idea. So ingredients in this fat-free cottage cheese. Cultured skim milk. Cool. Whey. Cool. Salt. Know that one. Potassium chloride. Modified cornstarch. Cultured dextrose. Artificial color titanium dioxide. Guar gum. Sorbic acid to preserve freshness. Locust bean gum. Lactic acid. Natural flavors. Carrageenan. Polysorbate 80 vitamin A palmitate, and it contains milk. Now, if you look at the ingredient list compared to the nutritional facts, right, you're going to see two totally different pictures. The nutrition facts, a serving size is one half of a cup, roughly 113 grams in weight, calories per serving, 80, zero grams of fat, six grams of carbs, zero fiber, five sugar, and 13 grams of protein. So when you look at just the nutrition facts, you go, oh man, I'm getting 13 grams of protein per serving. It's low carb. It's zero fat. Like initially this sounds like a really great option. And I'm not saying it's not an option that you can have, but when you go through that ingredient list, how many of those items are things that you are not familiar with? How many of those items would you actually keep in your kitchen? I mean, other than skim milk or cultured skim milk, like a, a, a yogurt, um, I do have whey protein and salt. Beyond those three, maybe some potassium in a type of salt at home. I don't have any of the rest of those. So, excuse me, I'm going to, so I used ChatGPT. You can use Google or whatever you prefer, but I did like I said, just some, some chat GPT research to get an idea of what some of these things were. Here we go. So ingredients to be aware of here. Modified cornstarch. This is used typically as a thickening agent, a stabilizer, and an emulsifier. Cultured dextrose. It's a preservative, a flavor enhancement, uh, and maybe more considered a natural process um, of how they process it than other items. Let's see, the artificial color, titanium dioxide. This is a color enhancement for like pigment of making sure that, that um, the yogurt or the cottage cheese or even toothpaste is super, super white or whatever flavor or color they want it to be. Guar gum is used as a thickening agent and a stabilizer, a natural product. However, you know, all of these natural things that are processed, like, do we need all of them? Anyway, continuing, sorbic acid, an organic compound, a natural preservative, locust bean gum. It's, it is natural as well. It's a thickening agent, a stabilizer, and a texture enhancement provider. Lactic acid, flavor enhancement, thickening, and texture enhancement, as well as pH regulation and microbial stability. Natural flavors. This has a, such a vague definition. Who really knows? But I almost just like call it a wash. I'm like, eh, natural flavors. I have no idea what they mean. And they don't have to put anything more specific on the packaging. So who really knows? Carrageenan. This is naturally derived, but still um, has to be processed for safe 
to be safe for consumption. And it's used as thickening, a thickening agent um, to improve texture and to stabilize a product. Polysorbate 80. This is a synthetic food additive and an emulsifier, a stabilizer, and it helps with dispersion. And then vitamin A palmitate is a synthetic form of vitamin A. So that is the brief overview of what all of these ingredients in that fat-free cottage cheese are. Now, I wanted to just dive a little deeper into some of those words that I used earlier in terms of like an emulsifier and um, not a distributor, but a stabilizer. So if something is for thickening, then it's often used to thicken sauces or soups or gravies or puddings. Something like a modified starch will give improved stability and viscosity compared to regular starch, making it more suitable for high temperature and acidic conditions. If something is for stabilization in processed foods, something like modified cornstarch, again, can help stabilize the texture and prevent ingredient separation. Um, on the other end, something that is supposed to help with emulsification can contribute to the smoothness or uniform texture of a product like salad dressings or sauces or creamy desserts, hence cottage cheese. So it's like we're stopping, we're keeping things stable and we're preventing separation, but then at the same time, we're keeping things together. That's why a lot of natural and I mean, organic peanut butters, you see that oil separating and you have to restir it every time because there are less ingredients in it. Ideally, if you're gonna purchase a peanut butter, I want you to purchase it with one ingredient, peanuts. That's it. Um, and yes, you're going to have to do a little bit of extra work to make sure that everything is stirred together each time. But is is that worth, is that little bit of extra time worth not having the preservative in it? For me, it is. I can't answer that question for you. Um, okay, something that it is for texture enhancement can be used to create just desired textures and products like processed meats, baked goods, and dairy products. So think about it. Marketers and uh, food companies are always looking to provide the most delicious and tasty and desired texture of a product so that the consumer will want to buy and eat and purchase more. Freezing and thawing stability is also really important when it comes to processed foods. So you, I mean, not you, but a manufacturer wants to make sure that if their product is supposed to be frozen, that they want to put something in it to prevent that formation of ice crystals on it that could affect the tech affect the texture when it's starting to be thawed. Let's see what else. Uh, this is an interesting one: reduced cinerasis. So in products like fruit fillings and pie fillings, um, there are different items that can be added to them to reduce the release of water or juice that can occur during storage. So if you make a homemade pie, like a cherry pie over Thanksgiving, and then it spends a few days in the fridge because you're just constantly eating leftovers, and then you start to notice that it gets really like the juices start coming out of that fruit, there is something that you can put in that to stop that from happening. So on one hand, it's great because it's keeping that texture that you want um, for a longer period of time, but it's not really supposed to do that, is it? You know, so it's kind of a give and take, like, it sounds great in theory, but what is it actually doing to the food? And I don't know that any one of these things is like super negative by themselves. Maybe it is for a particular person, but adding all those things combined into one item that is supposed to be a really healthy 
whole food, it's just a lot. I mean, when I look at that ingredient list that of, of items to be aware of, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's eleven out of fourteen ingredients that I would I needed to do further research into to figure out like what's the point of this? Um, do I really care what color my cottage cheese or my yogurt is? Do I want that added whitening flavor in there? If that's the same thing that's going into my toothpaste, I certainly don't. So all this to say, you guys, I just want you to start doing a little bit of extra research. And, and I don't mean go home and spend hours on Google or ChatGPT or the interwebs in any way, shape or form. Start by just looking at those foods and packages that you're picking up in the grocery store. Flip them over and don't just look for that highlighted health claim. Start looking at the ingredient list. If there is at least one or two items in that ingredient list that you either can't read and pronounce or you wouldn't normally have in your kitchen. I'm not necessarily saying put it back because sometimes you've got to choose the best worst option available to you, but I'm saying if you have that time, quickly pick up the package next to it and compare. If you can see a distinct difference in the amount of ingredients listed for those items and one clearly has more whole food items than the other even if the macronutrients are a little bit different i'm going to encourage you to try to start eating a little bit less processed food okay rant over i'm still loving this book and i will keep y'all posted with some more interesting things that i learn um, i definitely encourage you to go read it or listen to it it's about 11 and a half hours in the audiobook, so you could definitely get through that in a couple of weeks just while you're driving to and from places or maybe while you're working out. I might be one of the only odd people around here that likes to listen to podcasts while I work out, but it is what it is. So where is I going with that? Oh, that's it for today. Keep in mind, if y'all want to stay tuned to our progress on the creation of our online or digital nutrition course, please join our email list. You can head to our website, www.ttgnwla.com, and the pop-up there will allow you to join our email list. That's where we're sending out weekly updates. We are aiming to launch that to a beta testing group the first week of October, so stay tuned there. And we're also putting our YouTube videos and our podcasts and just some latest news and like behind-the-scenes details for what's going on at the gym there. If you want to make sure you don't miss out on our weekly podcast episodes, then text the word podcast, no emoji, no exclamation point, no period, no nothing, just the word podcast to this number, 833-432-2161, and we will send you a weekly text message with the link to our latest podcast episode. You can always check out the latest five episodes on our website as well in the podcast tab. And is there anything else? Um, as always, you can follow us on social media. Instagram, we're at TTG Sports Performance. And I'll put the rest of our links for social in our description box below. So that's it for today. Have a wonderful rest of your week. We're going into a long weekend, a holiday weekend. So I hope you all have some awesome and relaxing plans ahead of you. I know we do here. The gym will be closed on Labor Day for training and nutrition clients and physical therapy. So if you typically train Mondays, next week we will not be open. So just keep that in mind as you make your plans and as you schedule for next week. All right. Right, love you guys, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye for now.